Here we go, No Chop Dev Podcast on the OLB. It's a match review. Match review, huh? Nil-nil draw against FC Kairat from Kazakhstan. I'm still, I've got Roy here with me. Do you, what do you think of that, Roy, by the way, before I say hello to you properly? What, what do you think of this program interruption thing that came up? It was, it was quite funny, wasn't it? Yeah, listen, man. Uh, I know what I'm about to say is, is illegal, but, you know, everyone knows it. I've got, uh, I've got um, the opportunity to watch the games. The, the truth is, usually when Omonia plays on away games, Mm-hmm. I go to pubs with mates and I watch the game. Uh-huh. And uh, I realized the last couple of times when we watched the games away from home that they had the opportunity to watch it. So I didn't know. I wasn't sure up until the last minute if I was going to stay at home to watch the game or go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went through my dream box. Okay, I said it. Arrest me, <laughs> but um, yeah, I had the opportunity to watch it through through the dream box, so yeah, it was okay. Was it on Ode? Was it on Ode? Yeah. You watched it on, yeah, because Monet, whatever it's called, the I've, got, I've and... got the same one as you, don't worry about it. It's the little black yeah. box, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So yeah, yeah, I had a few seconds difference from the live, but you know, that, that gave me a couple of heart attacks at time mm. but all in all uh, that's, uh, I watched it there's no freezing no no stopping me from watching the game but so you didn't get that beautiful okay. little message with the lovely music uh no actually when when I tried to, to watch it from uh, CW John it just said you know it's un- the game is unavailable because apparently I've got the the package for the Cypriot League not the European games Okay. All right. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, anyway. at, least, at least you can watch these games because in, in the UK, we don't have it. Fortunately, I have Vision on the phone. Cheers, mate. See here. I've got my Duris yeah. mug because he should have come on. But anyway. Yeah, I had anyway, like... Uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, By I the know. way, have you seen this T-shirt that Omonia Edits made? Ah, nice one, man. Nice one. Hey, Omonia Edits is nice, man. That bollocks, kitchen. man. Yeah. It's bollocks. The dogs bollocks. Yeah, dogs bollocks. So hopefully we'll get the uh, the online shop sorted, and um, yeah. yeah, hopefully we'll get the online shop sorted, and people can start purchasing these t-shirts. There's going to be loads of designs made. So uh, yeah. yeah, man, it's looking good. It's looking good. So let's talk about this game then, right? Because prior to kickoff, we, we were guessing our lineups. We we're talking about certain players in certain positions, and you, me, and Chris were discussing you there. And how yeah. he could be better utilized, and I believe I said something along the lines of he will play better in a three, uh, three yeah. central defenders. And lo and behold, we go with a three-four-two-one, and um, Yuster is playing in the middle of a three. So, first of all, your thoughts on the team lineup, and secondly, your thoughts on the uh, the system that that Henningberg chose to play. You know, in honesty, uh, Henningberg has uh, proved the last uh, year or so that he's stubborn and uh, selfish. It, it, I don't mean it in a bad way. Uh, when he chooses something to do, when he's got something on his mind, uh, usually he sticks by it even through thick and thin. So um, even though we, we did realize and we addressed and we spoke a little bit about the defensive mistakes we had uh, the last um, few weeks 
I wasn't sure. Uh, uh, the, the characteristic of this game is, is is the uncertainty that I felt for everything. I didn't know how we were going to start, which players were going to come in. Uh, I didn't know a lot about their opponents. Uh, obviously, the the ground was also like the the surface of the of of the football pitch was was different. It was an astroturf rather than a grass pitch. So there were a lot of questions in my mind that were unanswered. Uh, and that's something difficult, you know, because even in uh, when we're playing locally, in the league, there are times that you don't know what to expect. This time around, I, I really didn't know what to expect. I, I, I mean, I expected that we were going to bring on some different players. I expected some alayes in the squad. In all honesty, when, when you mentioned it uh, the other day after the defeat we had for Mike, uh, I, I wasn't confident in my mind that we were going to change a lot, but we did. And um, from the results, it seems like it worked. It worked. Yuste uh, was played the, the role the the role of the leader in the back line and i think he did uh well even though i had my doubts about about that i'm still going to say that lang was the weakest link from from the defense he had some lapses of concentration Saltis, the first half was with Bashiru, the two contenders for man of the match, in my mind, because we saw something that we haven't seen in quite some time. Uh, the right back pushing up and creating chances. We missed a few chances and uh, Saltis was the protagonist of, of those chances we had. And that was nice to see that um, Lejax wasn't the only one pushing up uh, all in all I, I i i was pleased to see that we tried something different because it was obvious that the the formation we stuck to and we were trying to play the previous weeks wasn't working hello chris hello boys uh, wasn't wasn't <laughs> what's up it uh, wasn't working um a hundred percent so uh, it, it was good to see that you know we, we we've got other options when the shit hits the fan. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick to that and I'm gonna let uh, you and Chris speak a little bit so I don't like uh, take over <laughs> and then you know maybe I'll come back I'll come back to some of the well, my well, opinions. Do you know what the uh, the question I wanted to ask Chris the moment he came on was um, the system that that we put tonight or this afternoon, however which way you want to call it. Um, it, it was very similar to the system that we played against uh, Bark in the Europa League last season at home when we won 2-1. Um, although, obviously, Loizzo wasn't playing right wing back and it was it was Psalti in that position uh, and obviously a few other players. But what I liked most about this system was that we had two men playing off one and that it allowed us to stretch the game a bit more because if our wing backs weren't getting forward... EI was moving wide right, Foddy was moving wide left, and we're opening up the gaps, which enabled Gagul to play off the defender's shoulder. The problem with that is we didn't have many players moving central when the ball was played out wide. 
and we weren't overloading the, the penalty area. But Chris, when you saw that system and you saw the two in behind the one, what did you think we were going to do from, a, from an attacking perspective? I like it because a lot of people can think that it's very defensive because you're playing three defenders, but a lot of people forget that you also have the win backs Chedogendro. We saw from Salti, we saw from uh, from Jan. It was very attacking. We only finished the chances; it would have been better. But I like the formation. Daxi also makes the defenders feel a little bit more comfortable. Sometimes when you're playing two, and then Bolane da Bramada. But you saw it today. You just show used to show Banayodu. That little more your combat, Simera, and I enjoyed it. I think we could have went for the win, but. I'm not complaining. A point away from home, I think it's going to be good. Mm. And I think, to be honest, last season was a massive learning curve for us, knowing our limits and our limitations in Europe. If this was um, last season, Henning Bird probably would have gone 4-4-2 or 4-2-3-1. But I think because he knew away from home, get every point counts. So if you'd have told me before this game that we'd get a point, I'd have taken it straight, straight up. Right, so he's probably thought, let's go with three at the back. We've got the wing backs, I can go forward and contract back. Obviously, they were going to be more of a threat, Kairat through the middle with Wagner Love with that Kante player. They didn't really get us in wide areas, it was more central. Even when they were yep. pressing, it was man for man, but more central. When Jordi got the ball, they were pressing. When Bashiru got the ball, they were pressing, but they only pressed in uh, at certain times of the game, it wasn't all the time. So, the first 10 15 minutes. They were pressing. We looked a little bit lacklustre at the beginning, but that's probably because we were still getting used to that system. We weren't yeah. passing the ball as quick, quick as I would have liked. That being and said... The turf. As, and, and, and the, the turf. And the turf still. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But as the game progressed, we grew into it. And I think we were very unlucky not to come away with a, with a win, in all fairness. All right. Wagner yeah. Love had the, an opportunity, one-on-one, -on -one, which if this was five or six years ago, he probably would have put it away. But Loizo had the chance. If he was five or six years older, he'd have put it across yeah. the goalkeeper because that's what exactly. he's going to say. But exactly. listen, all in all, if you'd have told me before the game, we're walking away with a point, I'd, I'd be happy with that. If you told me we're walking away with a clean sheet and a point, bomba. That's, that's, that's good for me. I'm happy with that. Chris? Ho hopefully the clean sheet will give them some confidence because our yep. defence hasn't been on right. the point. Hopefully, and listen, if you would ask me, would I stick to the same formation for the Pradathima? Why not? Because that allows the wingbacks to be more attacking. Because you've got three there. And if you compare like maybe a 3-4-1-2, if Babu is okay, he can play like a number 10 and play two strikers, as an example I'm saying right now. I don't know if it will work, but I don't mind that formation. What do you think? Well, look, the, the, Petros has, has put out a message here. We have problems. We, we don't have many chances. And when the teams press us high, we only make mistakes. Um, the thing is, I get what he's saying, but the reason why we're, not, why we're making mistakes is because, as I said in the last show when we lost against Ike, give and go. Give the ball, go. Move into spaces. And once the players start moving into triangles, in, in, uh, in uh, rectangles, and giving each other space you're going to see a, a more better football. And we did that second half today. Like Loiza's chance came from the right-hand side where there was interplay and people were moving. So th th these these things, it's, it's a work in progress. Okay. And don't forget, this was a new system to a lot of these players for us. I don't think Banayodu played in the three last season. Did he play in the three no. last season? Sati didn't so. play for us last season. So he didn't play in a, in a three at the back. 
Exactly. Zahario, that, that front three in the second half was very inexperienced. That's a, that's a total age of 63 there, boys. Yeah? It's a total age of 63. This fucking legend is here. Oh, my God. This legend is here. This one I'm talking about, yeah? Oh, my so, God. There you go. So... <laughs> He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a G. He's a gangster. He's one of us. He's one of us. Um, Legend. And this, and this is the thing, right? A lot of these players aren't used to the system that we're playing right now. Okay. So we can't give them too much stick. And I understand what Pedro was saying in the sense of, you know, when our defenders have the ball, they're under a lot of pressure. But that's because the opponents press. That's why, I don't know if you guys noticed, Jordi. And Bashri were, were dropping much deeper yeah. in support of the defensive three. So we got oh, it spot on that. today. We got mm, it yeah. absolutely spot on. I can't turn around. Maybe one or two things I say we, we did wrong. Maybe Bana Yodu himself trying to head the ball. He could have cleared it with his feet when Wagner Love took it off him. And in the, the last chance of the first half, when the ball dropped, Yuste was looking at the ball instead of the man. He, yeah. he didn't have his body right. He should have been more behind the, the forward. But okay. Fabi dealt with it. It's a it's a it's a good performance overall. I can't very good nitpick, boys. I can't yeah. find any yeah. major yeah. faults with this. Estelmore, Christopher Morosbo. Before the game, I I exchanged messages with a player. Okay, and I was like, "What do you think of the game?" He's like, "I think we might win one nil, but I'll, I'll I'll be happy to to get the draw." And I was like, you know what? I'd be happy to get a point away from home because I don't know the opponents. Daxi, Simera, and that's the thing that, you know, on the one hand, Berg seems like a conservative Probonidi, uh, and at the same time, he's like the, the most ballsy. You know, he, he decided to keep a player outside. The squad just to get him ready for for the Pradaslima. Daxi, when we knew we had some issues, and then he goes and plays a completely different system for the first time away from home with a team that we don't know. Obviously, yep. they did the homework a lot more than what we did. Still had a, a guest last night on on the Noach of this podcast that uh, you know I think it's worth having a, a look and. and because you know we got the the second game and things are not going to be a lot different, so you guys should go go ahead and uh, watch what that guy had to say about uh, our opponents. But uh, I think that you know after the game finished, I I feel content. Obviously, you know you you always feel like. If you were a little bit luckier, if you were a bit more ballsy, if you tried a bit more, if you had more experience, you could have scraped the win and got off with the three points, which financially means a lot. Experience, it means a lot. And builds a lot of character. But it's a fucking point away from home against a team that's seeded higher than us. It's got a bigger budget. We played in a ground and uh, a surface that's unfamiliar to us. And, and don't forget, least... Roy, they're halfway through their season as well. Yeah, they've played 20, they've played about 20 games. 25 games this season. Yeah, We're on so, 8th, 9th. So, um, 
that's the thing Omonia is giving you uh, any any sort of postolari de it's one game we're playing and you think okay we played well then the next game you're like what the fuck are we doing then Jekyll and Hyde is that what you're talking about yeah it's like you're having a shower and you're fucking piping hot Water on you, uh, and then it's and like freezing cold. cold. Yeah, yes, senor. No, you're in. It's... Yeah, okay, Perry. No, <laughs> it was a bit like la- I think it was <laughs> a bit like last the, year. That's the title of the, of the podcast, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, actually, Joe, you know my mate's wife is actually um, a Katy Perry uh, tribute act. She looks just like okay. Katy Perry. If I'm gonna try to get a picture up on her, man, yeah. Um, I keep forget. I keep forgetting that more people watch us because I think it's just like a private conversation. I was going about to say something now, but I'm just going to shut up. Chris, tell me something. Yeah, when tell you me. when when you saw the the front three in the second half, Loizo, Zahario, and and uh, Gagu, I wasn't getting angry, but I was getting a little bit frustrated because I thought all three of them are relatively young, very inexperienced at this level. I'd have loved to see Dura come on, perhaps in the last 20 minutes, to, to hold yeah. the line a bit, because Gagul was was um, running on, on fumes, it seemed, because he was chasing a lot of the game. Do you know what I mean? And there was, there was a couple yeah. of incidents where, like, for example, when Kairat played the ball, it was a back pass. I don't know if you remember this one, but there was a back pass, and Gagul wasn't paying attention. He went straight to the keeper. But if he was more experienced, he then latched onto that. Could have nipped and again, it. Uh, do you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not picking holes. I'm just saying that perhaps a few things could have been done differently. Um, and there was another opportunity where it was two on three and Gag was taking the ball and Zahari was on his own. And that, that's when I was moaning in the group that he yeah. could have simply passed the ball. Yeah. That's it's an, it's an experience. This is an experience. But these, these are things that he will learn. And, and this goes back to what I was saying about if we had someone like Dura there, for example, you'd have had that extra bit of nous, you know. But again, yeah. I can't. Again, I can't pick major holes. Put it this way, boys. The two main opportunities that they had against us were from set pieces in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, there was the, yeah, the, yeah. The, and both of them were near post, flicked on. One of them, the Fabi turned onto the bar and the other one was headed over the bar. Those were the yeah, two yeah. serious opportunities they had, apart from obviously Wagner loves. So three opportunities in 90 minutes. Again, I think that's a professional performance. Away from, from home. Away from home. Away from home. Henningberg was pragmatic. He learned from last season's mistakes. He probably felt, let's go into this game, get a point, go home, happy days. And as Paul said yesterday on the show, you talk about different time zones, that, that they only got there yesterday. Yeah. You know, they didn't have like 24, 40 hours to, to prepare. It was literally land, go to the hotel, go to the mm-hmm. training, go to the stadium to play on, to, to train on the pitch. And then you're, you're playing 25 hours later. Not even that. Everything plays around. I'm going to say something that I don't know if I should, but I will. Uh, I said earlier that I spoke to a player and, uh, you know, he we were discussing about the game and generally about what was going on. And uh, it's Chepa, okay? And uh, he told me that, you know, he decided together with, with Henningberg that, you know, traveling for so many hours to another country when he's not ready it was better for him to to train two or three days you know 
in in Cyprus with the trainers with the τους προπονητές φυσικής κατάστασης, ας πούμε, so he can be ready for the next game. So even that, okay, the result was good, so we can speak from a different level, you know, because if we had lost, God forbid, we might have had a different uh, conversation. Αλλά τον που θέλω να πω είναι ότι ακόμα με το τσέπα, ας πούμε, σκεφτήκαμε το He was out for three, four weeks. He played a friendly game. Then he played with Ike and he seemed that he was tired. And and they they took a ballsy decision not to take your your number one center forward to a game away from home. It's a ballsy decision. But at the same time, they they, they took a decision that is like, you know what, we're going to be traveling for so many hours, then we're going to travel back. And that guy is not full fitness. So would I want to have him on the bench? Or, for example, when when you said still about about Dura coming on, and I I, I agree that Dura could have came on, yeah. But if we had Chepa for the last 15 or 20 minutes, maybe he could have made the difference as well. I'm not saying Dura wouldn't, okay. But they decided. Yeah, do you know what? I I agree. But on the flip side, we where's he gone? Yeah, what the fuck's going on? He's dropping, he's dropping like flies. He's dropping like some of our players. Maybe he's got injuries now. I don't know. Um, maybe his Wi-Fi has got injuries. I don't know. But uh, no, the thing is, we know that Shep has got a bit of a hamstring injury, right? So come, him coming on with 20 minutes to go would have been a good idea. But then again, on that surface, would you want to risk him? Because it was a heavy surface as well. So if yeah. he turned quickly, if he, he might have pulled up. And the next thing you know, he's out for six to eight weeks. So, yeah. you know, I, I get what you're saying, but why Dura was sat there? There you go, Mihali. Why, why is he a bench warmer? I don't know. Um, but it, it is what it is, unfortunately. But look, we, again, we can't keep picking holes in, in, in this game. Um, let's see some of the comments, right? Pedro. Yeah. Oh, oh that's, my, that's my boy. This is one of the best guys. Best guys. Top, 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 top blog. Pedro Mulevendimo. Seem to me that... What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have this conversation with Petro in the days to come, but what do you guys think? Uh, Chris, on you. What, what's your opinion, mate? About Petro's question? Yeah, yeah. do you think Henningberg is going to have a crack at the uh, Conference League? I think so. I don't think another body halara. I mean, Isajame, Yadinam and Bexis, Neto Plathema priority, but I still think we have a chance. Yadioi, you can, Eshis Pechtis. Eshis You put a point away from home on the opening game, so. Exactly. Exactly. Pondo, Nartispidis, if you beat them down here, that's four points, Shiprohoras. It was very good, Jaibu Masendara. And again, hopefully they use this momentum to the confidence going forward because we need it after the first match. Mm-hmm. I think um, Henningberg has obviously upgraded the squad this season. We've got cover in practically every single side of the pitch. Can, can anyone turn around and tell me that we don't have players, more than two players in one position? I, I I I want to say something at this point because it was something I, I was thinking about the other day, and it's something that uh, I said uh, um, 
when we guess uh, Janos on the netcast zone, you remember, but a month ago still. I said that the advantage Omonia had uh, in comparison to other teams is that we kept a, a, a backbone uh, from last season. But I also mentioned that uh, a necessary prerequisite for us to be competitive this season is that the players who were good last season should have continued playing at the if not at the a better level at the same level and what do i mean by that fabiano was the best keeper okay or of the season no doubt about that the best in omonia's history and one of the best in the Cypriot league lesiax was uh, the best left back with 13 or 14 I, I can't even remember how many assists he gave and at the same time he was good defensively Gusulos was the best Cypriot player and the most improved player in the league uh, Michael Lang and Hubo were the best defensive line in the league uh, oh, Thiago was a decisive player he was he, he was a uh, Right foot player playing on the left, and Ben Nemesaste Studes, and he was, it was a, a big it was game. a diagonal. It was a diagonal runs he was making into, into spaces which destroyed teams. Exactly. Uh, also, uh, Ernest. Ernest gone like Thiago. <laughs> yeah, okay, he's got to come back though. Uh, he's on alone. He's on alone. And Ernest took some time, and when we started playing four four two, he found the pockets of space, and he gave some. Ernest. Uh, or Ernest or, or Eric also did. So the necessary prerequisite for this season is that we expect that the players who were really good last last season are going to be there. Michael's not there. Thiago's not there. Gusulo is not there. Um, it seems like the defense is having some issues. Uh, Shew last year was at least defensively one of the best right backs of the season. This year he seems a, bit, a, a little bit off shape. Lang, again, for the reasons we explained earlier. So we still need, I mean, the names and, and the quantity of players we have. It seems like we we are better than last season. But up until now, we haven't gelled so much to the extent that I can say comfortably that we are better than last season. Yeah, but on paper, though... When you look yeah. at the squad depth on paper, I'm not talking about Joe. Yeah. If you look at if you look at the the, yeah. the comparison, it's a it's a much it's a much deeper squad. Okay, yeah. for me, if Michael was still here, I would say easily we're getting out of that group easily because we had we have that organisation at the back. That's the one thing that we've lacked defensively most. Anyway, this that's what I would say. We've lacked the organisation. People don't know what they're doing. But today was the first sign of some cohesion, you know, I felt comfortable and used to playing that libero role where he got the ball, brought the ball out of defence, playing 10-yard balls, diagonal balls to the wing-backs. I think Shehu would have done well in that system as well because him playing five or 10 yards further up the field, he'd have been able to penetrate them more. Um, but I, like going back to what I was saying before, I think that we've learned from last season. I think Berg's seen this and thought, right, We've got a squad strong enough to compete for the title, to regain the title, but we also have the depth to get out of this group. I think he's seen this group and thought, right, 
FC Basel, always going to be difficult, home or away. And it, it doesn't even matter what FC Basel it is. A mid-table FC Basel, a top FC Basel, doesn't matter. They're still going to be difficult. Um, yeah. Karabag, another difficult team. We saw how they, they did uh, IL, but then again, they just about scraped through against IL. Right? So mm. I can't say that they're going to be extremely difficult, but I can't say that they're going to be a, a piss-easy team, especially away from home. This, this okay. lot who we saw today, they're beatable. They're beatable, and we, I think we'll beat them at home. So okay. all in all, I think Berg is looking at this squad and saying, right, we can get out of this group. We might scrape out of this group, but that's progress. Yep. Yeah, but... Uh... Um, okay, okay. Uh, we, I, I've said many times on podcasts that in, in the Cypriot League, okay, we, we shouldn't, we should respect opponents, but maybe not so much. In Europe, it's a completely different story. You shouldn't ever underestimate any opponent because for them to reach a point where they're competing in a group stage in Europe, it means that they should get your um your full respect okay and that's the case especially for for with teams that we don't we don't know a lot about their history okay today was 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 a a step in the in the right direction it's yep. going to be similar i think with with the uh, with the next game with um uh, uh, not the team from switzerland but the other team I think it's going to be a similar game. We can bring them back to our home ground and uh, try at least to to fight for something better. It's not going to be easy because you know uh, in the Conference League, only the first team goes through is guaranteed to go through to the next round. The teams that rank second will play with teams that rank third in the Europa League, and that will be difficult. But Okay, we, we should we should try and give it our all. This is what I think. Same. Are, are you guys worried that there might be a bit of burnout? And by that I mean there's Europe. There's um. Sir, can I go to the toilet? Yeah, you can go to the toilet, man. Just just wash your hands, please, after you're done. Okay, please wash your hands after you're done. Okay. Um, I, I'll ask you that question, Ray, because um. I know there's going to be more international games coming out, I think, October time. Uh, and obviously, we saw numerous players from the, you know, going to ethnic gear. Obviously, Dura is, is a retired from international football. But obviously, we've got the, the African lads that might be going. Yeah. Um, are, are you worried that there might be a bit of a burnout? And on top of that, we might have some... Because the thing is with me, I don't like the international break for, for various reasons. Obviously, the football is shit, but... When 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 you're when you're in form and you're building momentum, the last thing you want is a is a break. Yeah. Now sometimes it's good to have a break, if, especially if you're you're doing shit, and that international mm -hmm. break is is great. But do you think that we might we might have a, a, a problem in that respect? There's always a worry there of that happening. Uh, but hopefully, if we get some players back in time and we can do a nice rotation between the European games and the Prodathlima. Hopefully, the international break won't affect us that much because we still have a lot of players to come back. I forget about that sometimes and I'm moaning about the performances, but we have a lot of players that are going to come back. Because it's not an easy thing. European, international, it's not an easy job. 
It's tiring. Mm. Mm. Fucking hell, man. You 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 rent beer, you don't buy it, man. I just had beers and I had to piss them out, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've, got, we've got one here saying we need a striker, a killer in front of goal. Look, the way I see it, guys, is if you've got goals all over the pitch, which we do have, you don't need the 20, 30 goal striker. And what's to say that Shepper can't get 15, 20 goals this season in all competitions? What's to say you can't do that? I have a feeling... Since his brother scored two, that's going to kick yeah, him in a little bit. It, no, no, his ego's going to come. He's going, my brother's going to score two. Oh, he's not another guy. Not it's 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 it would be good. Yeah. yeah. And this this question here, right? I, I, I think this is just, I don't know whether our, <laughs> our friend here is trying to troll me. That's for you. He's trying to provoke a reaction. But I think this is something that Roy and I have discussed Time after time after time. After time. And, and, and I feel like it's a broken record. I, I need to find the podcast where I've spoken about Dura um, in, in general and just replay it time and time again because my stance hasn't changed on the player. It hasn't, it hasn't changed. His experience, what he does off the ball, will, will hurt a lot of teams. And, it, and it, it, we've seen in the past. But because everyone is focused on Loizzo and Johnny's and this one scoring goals and Dura's goal scoring record, they don't see what he does off the ball. I'm not going to go into this anymore. I'm tired of it. Um, I'll say so something little. else, still. Still, I'll say something else. You remember last uh, last season when we played against Apollon and we lost and, and I got a fucking fit. I was like, guys, shut the fuck up. We don't have any other options. Mm. These are the players we have to fight the title with, you know, and these are the players. So similarly, adding to what you said about about Dura, okay, I agree 100% with what you're saying about Dura. But for people who, who are bitching about Dura, we can't do anything at this moment with Dura. Okay, we can't, we can't sign another. The only options we have on, up until the 30th of September is to sign a, a player on loan from the league here in Cyprus. So Dura is part of our squad. So rather than just complaining about what Dura can do, let's just, you know, stand behind him. Back, back the team, team also. Back and the Dura. team up. Back, back, back him up. And not, I haven't seen anyone say that, you know, Maybe it's psychological. Maybe it's the way that the team plays. Maybe it's that we're not creating much. Maybe, but you know, I'm 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 not trying to diss the people who are complaining. I can also understand. I understand that Dura, when it comes to statistics and goal ratio or whatever, he hasn't offered what we expected and i can understand like even even the game against dyke we said ah if matt was there matt would have scored the goal but if matt was there it would have been a different game it would have been a different style of play and and uh Larku and uh, berg have have proved time and time again that they are not fans of players who are very good are just doing one thing, mm. okay? They, they, they want, like, the number 10, for example. There's people saying, why didn't we sign a number 10? And why didn't we sign Zahid? And why? Because Zahid doesn't defend as, as well as yep. Bashiru or Mixas Spoon. Why do we sign a striker? 
because they don't track back like uh, Dura and Chepa do. That's the reason why. Berg likes workhorses as well, don't forget. Berg loves someone that works their ass off. And that's, and that's what, you know, Matt will do we that. Might, we might not, yeah, we might not like it as fans. We, we might prefer something different, but this, this is how Mr. Berg wants to play. Yeah. So and there's there's what there's one here, right, where he says we did stand and we did back him up a long, long time. He has nothing to offer now. Okay. Let me let me dispel this myth straight away because cast your minds back to last season when Matt left, Dura came in, and immediately people thought that he was the man to replace Matt Derbyshire. Yeah. So he was on a hiding to nothing from day one. Much as if and when Henning Berg goes, the next guy that takes over, he's the guy that's taken the mantle. So he's on a hiding to nothing from day one. Okay. I agree. His, I, I agree. Dura's goal-scoring record isn't great. It's appalling. It's shambolic. But as I say, time and time again, he works hard. What he does off the ball, right? You can't doubt his ability, his knowledge of the game, his reading of the game. He's a nuisance, okay? And to be fair, you can shit on Dura as much as you want, okay? But the fact is, you're also shitting on Guggle when you do that. Because when I hear, oh, we need a killer, we need a striker, well, Shepard scores goals, but he's injured, right? What about Guggle? What about his development? Why aren't people talking about him and saying, well, you know what, he, give him a chance? Because we saw him scoring against Antwerp, and it was beautiful. We saw him scoring against Abolalon in the last game of the last home game of the season, or last game of the season. It was beautiful. So when yeah. Guggle scores, it's, oh, we, you know, he's the next one, or he's this, he's great, he's this. But then when he's not scoring, oh, we need a killer. Well, no, what we need are more goals from all over the pitch. We, we, from... we did that. Look, last year, Chepa scored eight. Uh, Ernest scored seven or eight. Fordy scored seven. Mm. Uh, uh, Marino scored seven. Usu scored three or four. So, okay, I can understand that, you know, what, what fans want is to have an alternative solution when the shit hits the fan. So, Aspumen, Today, if I had a killer, maybe in the two or three chances that we created today, we could have won the game. It could have been the decider. But, you know, fans always think just... Mm. And don't fetos. Having the mat, the chepa, the durajon gaguli, because it's a knife fight. Because well, it knife depends fight. on the system. And if yeah. we're playing one up front, then that means three out of the four ain't playing. Chep, 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 because it's a rechtina embezzi. Or mat is a player. He said in the interview, when you interviewed him, Restel, like months ago, I want to play. I want to play all yeah. the fucking time. I want to play 90 minutes. Even if I get subbed on the 90th minute, I'm not going to be happy. So what does that do to, to Kaguli? What does that do to, to Dura? Uh, what does that do to Chepa? So, and you are right to think about it, Refile. And we can think about it only that I want to play with Center for Killer, I want to Center Back with Θέλω τα ρεφίλε, αλλά εν και μπορείς, δηλαδή σαν ας πούμε που ντύνεσαι και βάλεις που κάνεις όντως τώρα φορείς καπέλο, όντως τώρα φορείς γούνα, όντως φορείς και σάλι, όντως γίνεσαι όπως τον πάτρονο στο τέλος ρεφίλε, πράγμα που θα εσείς τι θέλεις, 
θέλω να πάω με το στυλ ή θέλω να πάω με το στυλ. Μπορείς να κάνεις ούλα ρε Okay, which is why I'm saying we've got players that are happy to rotate. Now, I'm not saying that Matt is a selfish person by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, he's a team player, but like I said, he's at the tail end of his career. Okay, he's gone to Ajax where they're guaranteed in first team football. Okay, yeah. starting every game. We couldn't do that, we couldn't guarantee it. So, it's not fair on the guy to bring him in, you know, tell him, Oh, yeah, we're going to play you every game, and then he's going to be sitting on the bench for half the fucking time. It's not going to work. It was going to be, be a luxury, man. It's, it's, it's a luxury to have Matt Dapishar on the bench, man. It's a luxury. Even though he could have, he could have, you know, be, been the one that decided all, all the games. On the other hand, this is what it is. And I'm saying again, me as a fan, when we played against Antwerp and we won 4-2, it was a game that I, I as an Omonia fan and Chris uh, concurred to what I was saying and agreed to what I was saying. I loved what I saw. I saw Moni attacking through the middle, through the flanks, uh, scoring goals, being first on the 50-50s, uh, having passion. And, but a few weeks later, we're going back to what we were used to the last couple of, of years. And, and, and this is it. Πρέπει να, να, να υποστηρίξουν την ομάδα και ο προπονητής και ο σπέχτες επειδή τούτον έχουμε ρε φίλε. Έχουμε, έχουμε στρατιώτες, έχουμε αρχηγούς. Η ομόνια είναι μια ομάδα η οποία έχει παίχτες, οι οποίοι they're soldiers. This is, this is what it is. We're just soldiers. And we don't have leaders. We don't have people who are going να κρίνουν τη ροή του αγώνα με μια τους κίνηση ή με μια μου τους. Πρέπει να πηγαίνουμε ομαδικά. Μπορεί να αλλάξεις πέντε παίχτες και να αθωνίζεις ότι παίζεις το ίδιο στυλ. Εντάξει. Αλλά τούτον είμαστε. Είτε μας αρέσκει είτε μας αρέσκει. Οκ. Τούτον είναι. I keep seeing a lot of Dura comments. Εν το καταλάβω. Και εγώ σαν οπαδός βλέπω το. He doesn't score goals. It pisses me off. Αλλά βλέπει τα... He needs to be backed because in your psychology, I'm missing that she passed the Kelendu. I follow that man. What about the next game? Jahonne de Jahonne de. We're not doing any good to him. I understand. He's not scoring. He does a lot off the ball. We need to back him. But my question Dennis. is, right? If you look at his goal scoring record over the years for, for various clubs, has he, is he like one in two or one in three or one in four? I think, didn't he get six goals for Anorthosi the, the, the final season he was there? Before he joined us, yeah. he had fourteen the season before. Look at this, right? So, but what I'm saying is that if, if you look at his goal scoring record throughout the seasons, are you talking about a guy that that comes in that is like for like with Matt? He isn't, is he? No. From a statistical perspective, are, are they the same? They're not. So, all right, listen. Well, I think this has dominated the conversation for for way too long, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Right? We we we're, we're not looking at this game in general, which is what we should be doing. We've gone 45 minutes. I think we need to wrap yeah, it up soon, anyway. Yeah, right? Yeah, I was about you know? to say. But, but bottom line is right. We've we've had 
a good performance. Bashiru was, for me, was a standout player. He was fucking brilliant. MVP. MVP. Absolutely brilliant. Jordi needs to get some praise as well because I think these two complement each other very well in the middle of the mm -hmm. park. I think yep. because Bashiru's got that engine, kind of like what Gusso has, it makes mm -hmm. Jordi's job easier. What are you, you're doing that. Bemo, Bemo, Bemo. Different, different, different. Uh, Bashiru is, is, is a... Okay... Ο Πασχυρού είναι ας πούμε Λαμπορκίνι και ο Κούσουλος είναι διπλοκάμπινο που μπαίνει μέσα σου και έχει τη συμβούλα του Αρχίρα. Ευχαριστούμε. Επάτανο ένας παστάπος So when we were playing in the neighborhood, uh, we'd get like 15, 20 kids and you would put your foot in front of the other and whoever stepped on each other's foot, he would choose the first player. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he would choose <laughs> Έδειξε να μην το πολλονίκο ρε φίλε, αλλά εγώ αν ξεκινούσα την ομάδα μου, εντάξει, ο πρώτος παίκτης που ανάπτυαν να μέσα στην ομάδα μου ήταν ο Κούσου ρε φίλε. Ο Κούσου να πάει ας πούμε με μαχαίρι να του πω ρε Κούσου μου, έχει έντεκα και είμαστε φτιό, πάμε, πάμε ρε γαμοσιστό μου, να βάλει ο μαχαίρι μπαστάωνια του και να πάει. For me, Κούσου is irreplaceable. What, so when I say engine, I mean like his energy levels, like he goes up and down the field. I'm not saying like yeah, you know, yeah, Bashir, Bashir yeah. is a battering ram, you know. When 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 Gusu was first in the team, when when Gusu was first in the team, he reminded me of this this Iranian kid that was in my class at school called Omid Narani. Right, he okay. he, he came onto the football pitch and he just smashed everyone. That was his job. So that's what he said. Central midfield, just smash everyone, Omid. And he was like six like foot five or like fifteen years old. What the fuck is this guy? Kill him. What's a man? I do good kick today. I do good kick. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did a good kick. The kid is on a fucking stretcher, but you did a good kick. Yeah. You're flashing blue lights. What happened to him? Oh, he's just on it. Well, yeah, boys, let's wrap it up, man. Before actually, before we wrap it up, remember I was telling you about my friend. Yeah. I remember saying about my friend. Your friend. My friend. Waiting for this. Well, let me tell you a quick story, okay? So, Karim is a hairdresser, right? Okay. And a few years ago, he had this poster in his in his window with uh, Kim Jong-un, right? Okay. And the, in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, <laughs> the, 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 what's it called? The caption was, bad hair day, come in for oh, haircut, all that okay. kind of stuff, right? So, he's put this in the window and he's cutting the guy's hair. No, lo and behold, three guys from the uh, North Korean embassy walk into the shop, right? Because yeah. the embassy was around the corner. <laughs> and they go, can you take it down? He's like, no, fuck off, this is my shop. 
Um, so they were okay, whatever, and they walked off. Now, the person that he was cutting his hair was actually the Evening Standard reporter. He didn't know this. He goes, oh, can I write a story about it? He goes, yeah, no worries. So he put it in the Evening Standard. Next thing you know, CNN are there, BBC <laughs> are there. They're giving him interviews. For the next three or four weeks, he's looking under his car for bombs. Like, he's shitting himself like that. So, yeah, he was, yeah, that, that's carrying. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should do. We should do a podcast about Kim Jong-un and then get all the fucking attention. <laughs> I'll, I'll get Karen one, no problem. You'd love to do it, <laughs> Well, boys, listen, it's been a fucking fantastic show. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that like button, subscribe, tell your nunna. Um, it's a great point away from home. We're happy. We've gone on for 48 minutes. Roy, Chris, thank you for jumping on. Uh, plug your shit, Roy. Chris? Yeah. Follow DJSTS Michael, my boy here. I don't follow my boy Chestel. on Instagram. Pame <laughs> <laughs>